0: Hi and welcome to Crisis Conversations, a podcast from the British Red Cross. The NHS is one of the UK's most revered institutions, offering free healthcare to all UK residents, but it's under mounting strain. Yes, hospitals up and down the country have been preparing for their busiest time of the year, juggling limited resources to get the best out of them. It has been argued for some time that some patients have been discharged too early and without proper care plans in place. Many hospitals across the UK are under serious pressure this winter. This is often worsened by vulnerable people being allowed to reach a crisis point before or receiving support at home, while others enter a seemingly endless cycle of hospital readmissions after being discharged. This week on Crisis Conversations, we discuss this major issue facing the UK health system and speak with experts from across the British Red Cross about what we are doing to help. Latest figures show that hospital readmissions have risen by nearly 23% in the last five years and that one in five of all emergency readmissions now happen within 48 hours. I'm joined now by Norman McKinley, the Executive Director of UK Operations here at the British Red Cross. So, Norman, just how large an issue is this?
1: Well, if you think about what it feels like to be in hospital, none of us wants to be there. And if we just think about the numbers who are currently making demands on that system. I think it's a pretty big issue. It's also a huge issue for the hard-working NHS colleagues who are trying their very best to keep the whole system serving all of us well. Um, So doctors and nurses who've really been contending with a rising demand in what is an already very stretched system. and As we think particularly about just the winter pressures, then that's a situation which is very acute very demanding, and if you happen to be vulnerable, unwell, and caught up in that process, it's a very, very challenging time, despite the best efforts of hard-working NHS colleagues.
0: So why do you think that it is happening, despite, as you mentioned, the best efforts here?
1: Well, I think we know that most illness occurs in people's own homes, and so actually I think the issue is much more to do with the funding gap that we've observed the effects of um, in terms of social care that means in effect that the help that would ordinarily be provided um, to prevent people from becoming unwell and falling into crisis and being admitted to hospital um, all of that uh, is really stretching uh, the resources and exposing some very vulnerable people in their own homes to greater risks of crisis
0: and so bearing all that in mind so why is it increased in the recent years then
1: So I think it is a combination of a funding gap that we've just discussed. But also um, there are demographic changes that just means there are more, particularly older people in the community who have a higher level of unmet need. And I think there's evidence to suggest that that figure could be as high as a million people in England alone who have unmet needs that ordinarily should be met by the state but currently aren't. So that creates a real issue for us and if we think as well about the impact of cuts in uh, spending on prevention um, reduced last year by 6.7% then we can see the cumulative effect of that is simply um, that a lot of people are experiencing um, less support in the community and that then creates further opportunities for isolated individuals in particular to fall into crisis. And we're worried about that.
0: Well, it seems like it is a, a huge problem for people across the country. And so what is the British Red Cross doing to help in the short term to help those people who are currently experiencing crisis?
1: Our view presently is to um, offer a number of services in and around acute hospital activity, both in terms of planned hospital discharges, which are really, really important, and getting well people out of hospital as quickly as possible, and all of the practical support that goes with that, to supporting people who may turn up at emergency departments at hospitals, but who don't actually need to be there, and allowing them both reassurance when they feel vulnerable in the emergency department, but also having practical help to leave the hospital and therefore to not enter the system unnecessarily and finally there's a raft of services across the whole country called Supported Home which is essentially trained and skilled volunteers by the British Red Cross supporting people in their own home to develop confidence, a sense of feeling secure, of knowing that they can stay well in their own homes with a little bit of help from our volunteers.
0: So in the longer term what does the Red Cross want to see by way of positive
1: change? The Red Cross is clear that we do need a truly integrated approach to health and social care um, from both a policy and resourcing point of view. And we definitely do need a whole system approach to finding sustainable solutions. And we want to maximise the opportunity for organisations such as ourselves in the third sector to be part of that creative problem-solving approach. Um, It's important that recommendations such as from our recent In and Out of Hospital report, which suggests the significant but simple steps of screening for people who have multiple admissions and looking at their home conditions, is a relatively low-cost thing to do that might actually help alleviate some of the pressure on the system and improve the lives of vulnerable people. I think we also feel that simple actions now could ensure that we prevent further people from moving into the system. Things like flagging the fact that someone may have multiple admissions and we should therefore examine what their home conditions are like and try and prevent that reoccurrence.
0: I'm joined now over the phone by Eve Stamatti, the Independent Living Operations Manager for London. So to start with, what are the most common issues that people going in and out of hospital actually have to deal with? So
2: we see a range of different people who obviously face different issues. A lot of people that we see are older, vulnerable people. Um, So whilst in hospital, they could face delays actually leaving hospital um, if they don't have anyone to meet them at home um, or anyone to help them get home. Um, They could also, when they return home, face difficulties in terms of if they've got a package of care from social services, That may not have been restarted. Um, They might need mobility equipment, um, which can be difficult for people to access. And they may also have the situation that they go home and actually they just don't have any food at home because they've been in hospital for a while. Their heating could have been cut off. Um, They might just be very anxious to go home at all. And some people may go into hospital um, with certain certain abilities to do things like go and collect their own shopping or go and pick up prescriptions they need. But by the time they've been in hospital for several weeks, they may then struggle when they get back out to do that, particularly if they're elderly. So I think being in hospital for one day for someone over the age of 80 is the equivalent to being there for a year in terms of muscle ageing. So that's referred to by the hospital as PJ paralysis and is something that a lot of older people struggle with when they go in.
0: So obviously there's quite a range of issues there that people can can struggle with. So what does the Red Cross do to help these people?
2: So our services do several different things. One One of the areas that we focus on is assisting whilst people are actually in hospital, so trying to set up the situation for them once they're discharged from hospital. We can arrange transport for them to go home. We can actually accompany them home and settle them in. Um, we can check that their house is in a suitable state for them to go back home. We can speak to social services on their behalf. Uh, once they're home, we can provide some ongoing support. So on average, we provide short-term four to six weeks support. It could be around one visit a week, and it's usually focused on practical and emotional support. Another aspect of what we look at is service users who can be identified as very isolated and who are quite lonely, and that might not have been identified previously, and then when they've presented at hospital, the hospital staff may have noticed signs of that. Um, We've got a specific service at the moment, Connecting Communities, which is focused solely on linking people into community activities and befrienders, Um, so the Red Cross can be very important in that. And Another thing is us being involved in major incidents, so like with Grenfell, our independent living teams worked with the emergency response teams to help with the victims in the hospital and also in the aftermath in the community.
0: So it sounds like a really kind of in-depth service that perhaps a lot of people listening wouldn't know that the Red Cross does, or at least not kind of to the extent that it is. But just how important is this work to the service users?
2: It's extremely important to them, um, I think, because for some it can be the difference between them remaining at home or having to go back into hospital. So if someone... Goes home and they're 90 90 years old, they've broken their leg and they're now unable to get to the shops for food or to pick up their usual medication. Then the hospital staff can ask the Red Cross, can you actually assist with this? Otherwise, this person's going to go home and they're going to struggle and likely deteriorate. And also, for younger people, some of our services that are available to people 18 years and over, they might have been living a perfectly normal life before and now they unexpectedly can't manage. So the Red Cross can give them back their dignity, can make them feel empowered in their lives again, because they're just uh, shocked at the situation they found themselves in. Uh, We've had a recent case of a 90-year-old gentleman who, he struggled to get out to get food shopping for himself, and also to go to the post office to collect his pension and he was actually admitted to hospital because he fell whilst trying to get out of the house to do those tasks and he'd been offered a package of care from social services before and refused it because he just didn't want input from social services but he was then referred to us and we got to know him over several weeks. We assisted him with his shopping, with Um, collecting his pension and we managed to build a bit of relationship between him and social services so that he then would accept uh, carers coming in and assisting him with some of the essential things he needed Uh, so he was really pleased with that and I think because we just had that bit of extra time and we're able to provide this really personal service, people respond well to it and, and feel empowered by it
0: British Red Cross helps over 300,000 people live independently at home, including helping 80,000 people get home from hospital. For more information on our work, please search Red Cross Independent Living online. Thanks to Norman and Eve for joining us on this week's podcast. Credit for the news clips goes to ITN, Al Jazeera English and Good Morning Britain. This has been Crisis Conversations, a British Red Cross podcast. Thanks for listening.